Hello, friends. I'm Matt Baum, and thanks for subscribing. The first 18 episodes of this podcast contain the full audiobook version of my book, Defining Marriage. And now, every week, we talk about what's happening with marriage equality, and now Game of Thrones and stuff. Hi, James. Yes, indeed. The fire fades, and the lords of Herman return to their toilets. Oh, no, this is, this is Dark Souls. <laughs> Are you doing the podcast, or are we still just testing levels? I am from the land of spooky goblin men. I'm gonna kill you. Now, you're doing this, but the voice acting in Dark Souls, the game that you've been playing a lot of, is not so different from what you're doing right now. I'm really, I think it's my favorite part of the game. Well, you either get a lot of... Not quite so much bilabial flippage, but sure. Um, or you get, uh, oh, so you're here, are you? <laughs> well, it's oh. a fine kettle of fish. She's into it. It's the guy from the IT crowd. Oh yeah, with a little bit of John Ronson. <laughs> Uh, so you uh, sat me down in front of Dark Souls, and I was a little resistant, but I have to say it is actually starting to grow on me a bit. Is it? Oh, you know what's the funny? darkness is creeping. It's <laughs> sort of it, fulfilling this role that... Um, I, I'm going to compare it to Stardew Valley, <laughs> which is a difficult comparison. So Dark Souls, in case listeners you're not familiar, is a game where there's lots of undead creatures and everything's screaming and bony and... Uh, there's you're just describing CCs. Oh, good grief! There's death around every corner, and lots of like tall candles burning down in shrines. Um, and Michael uh, Crawford masked slips <laughs> through the the mist with a candelabra. It's spooky. It's not like a scary game. It's just a spooky game. Stardew Valley, on the other hand, is this cute little pixel art game where you start a farm and you grow fruit and you meet friends and you play games with them. Uh, I read a thing today about how uh, Dark Souls has been effective for people dealing with depression and anxiety. It's mm. given them feelings of wanting to soldier ahead and overcome their darker feelings. Well, I've been trying to give you that experience for years. Like, I will hide <laughs> under things and in things and this is behind true. things. And when you are just walking through the house casually, you're walking. Yes, indeed, you're talking. I will jump out and give you a big... <laughs> Yeah, you scared the shit out of me on the airplane flying back home from Austin. Okay, by but the that's way. different. You weren't. Yeah, I know you weren't trying to scare me. Yeah. So I was falling asleep, and which is a rare thing for me to be able to do on an airplane. Mm-hmm. And just as I'm drifting off, uh, you sneeze in this way that caused me to like. I nearly leapt out of my seat. <laughs> Uh, I thought there was some kind of sort of turbulence happening. You jump right out of your pants and they're left spinning in the seat, (laughs) spinning and smoking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, but you do intentionally scare me a lot. Oh, frequently. The airplane, though, I'm I'm kind of disappointed that that was some of my best work because I didn't intend to do any kind of spook there. Yeah, you don't often do it in public, in part because we're seldom in public, but... Uh, That's true, but also um, people would know just how abusive I am (laughs) if I was jumping out of things and screaming at you. (laughs) But no, I do it all to train you uh, so that you'll get over your anxiety. Yeah, so in your defense, you're doing it to train me. Exactly. (laughs) So there's nothing abusive about it. It's like that movie with the man with the nose and the cartoon cat. You know, the, the Pink Smurfs? Panther. Um, 
The live-action Pink Panther, not the one with the actual cartoon nose, but the one where, doesn't he have uh, a problematic manservant who flies out and attacks him? Oh, good grief. Okay. So, I was thinking of Steve Martin and Roxanne, uh, because he... Oh, the man with the nose. Yes. Uh, No, what about the cartoon cat? Sure. I don't think the cartoon cat ever spoke. I know, but there was still the manservant who would fling oh, himself at Peter Sellers. You are giving me so many conflicting references right now. Yes. I'm giving you fishy realness. Cato. Cato, the the racially problematic servant. Yes, Cato Kalen. A different Cato. Oh. Or that, that we know of. We don't know that they're not. I've never seen them together. And it's a funny joke that he hired this guy to, like, always jump out and surprise him and stuff. As you hired me <laughs> years ago to jump out of things and surprise you to get uh-huh. over your anxiety. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Has your anxiety improved? Like, every little practice session you get, like when I jump out of a cake mm-hmm. uh, and give you a real birthday surprise, doesn't that make you make it a little easier for you to deal with anxiety next time? I suppose... Or does Maybe? it just make you afraid of cakes? It might just be making me afraid of everything. Then perfect. I don't know what you're going to jump out of. <laughs> anyway, so Such Dark is Souls our is lot apparently in life, isn't it? <laughs> been helping people deal with depression and anxiety, and Stardew oh. Valley I find extremely restful for me. Uh, so it's funny how these two very different games uh, are serving the same function, uh, just in very different ways. Mm. Ashen one, what's going on with gay marriage? Oh, I'm glad you asked. I um, didn't. That was a mysterious voice from beyond the veil. I wasn't talking to you. Oh. Uh, it sounded a bit like Kate Mulgrew. Oh, it's my way. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, you lost it. <laughs> no, it became riffraff. Hello, <laughs> uh, seven of nine. It's astounding. The ship is sinking. Yeah, I, whenever you tr- like do a really good impression of a celebrity and I point out who it was, you then try to redo it, and it becomes someone completely different. But we've gone in a circle, because now your Janeway sounds like someone from Dark Souls. <sighs> oh my god, Kate Mulgrew in Dark Souls, wouldn't that be amazing? Give us a kiss. So a lot has been happening on the islands lately. Oh, um, what island? Uh, Colombia, which isn't an Columbia's island. Colombia's not, what, okay. No, but it's the one country that's not an island that we're going to be talking about this week. What a segue. Thank you. Okay, great. <laughs> so yes. so I've made that purposely as confusing as possible. Sure, the not an island of Colombia mm-hmm. has some mm-hmm. news this week. So we've got the Isle of Man, we've Ooh. got the Faroe Islands, mm-hmm. we've got the Bahamas, uh-huh. and we've got Colombia. Ah, uh, okay. Well, so, one of these things is not like the other. I isn't. will say Colombia. Uh, Colombia, not Colombia. Colombia. I was okay. I was taken to task in a video once for saying Colombia, and people were like, "What's Colombia? It's Colombia." So, who anyway, said, who, was that a drag queen who said that? It was a <laughs> very shady turn of turn of voice, tone of voice, tone of voice. Uh, it must. It was my inner drag queen. I don't know. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, to be fair, uh, it is nice to pronounce things the way they're actually pronounced. Oh, so, sure. yeah, Colombia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's legal to get gay married there now. Hooray! Hooray! How did they get there? Uh, court ruled that uh, quote marriage between people of the same sex does not violate constitutional order. That's so, a very simple ruling. Yes. Well, okay. that wasn't the entire thing. But, oh. So the government actually wanted gay marriage. Okay. Uh, there Why? Was, Why did they want it? Uh, because they were, politically, it was aligned with their political platform. It was the, the, the president was arguing on behalf of gay marriage, much as ours oh, has. okay. Uh, so yeah, great. Uh, there was a challenge, uh, from people, I mean, it's a very Catholic country. Yes. And so there was a challenge to it from people who did not want gay marriage, mm-hmm. uh, and they failed. So earlier this month, the challenge 
failed. Uh-huh. Uh, and the ruling from the Colombian, I think it's the Supreme Court, the, the High Court of Colombia came down uh, in this past week saying, uh, yeah, go for it, you guys. Uh, and all, <clears throat> all you people who had civil unions, because previously Colombia had civil unions, uh, 70 of them, only there were only 70 couples who had gotten uh, civil unions in the entire country. They're all going to be converted to marriage, and uh, all the other couples who want to get married, they can get married too. What is the deal with marriage equality in South America? This is something I know nothing about. It's okay. There are some countries that have actually been really ahead of the curve. Uh, Argentina, for example. Uh, well, Evita. Yes. I mean, <laughs> it, you can't be the, the birthplace of, of that musical, not the actual woman, mm-hmm. um, and not do something for the gays. There are only four countries, including Colombia, that have uh, marriage equality in South America. So okay. they're working on it, um, but it is... Okay, well, that's not... Great, but it's better than nothing. Yeah. Uh, no, what about like civil unions? Is that widespread throughout South America, or is that also uncommon? Uh, no, there's more of it. I don't know the exact numbers, but it, it, as we have often seen, civil unions are generally the precursor because you get the civil unions for a while, and then everyone in the country sees, oh, uh, actually, this is fine. Why aren't we just letting them get married? Yeah, you get that slope all slippery, and then you just <laughs> let all the all the boys slide down and all the girls slide down and they're just a big lubricated pile of writhing <laughs> wriggling bodies yeah so civil rights are really the lubricated sexy slip and slide you've managed to work that phrase raw and wriggling into the last couple of episodes i think raw and wriggling um should be our nicknames oh, but which is which, which uh, let's be let's be honest I, i'd be wriggling you would be wriggling yeah it's pretty clear. Uh, listeners, you can't see me right now, but I've been wriggling for the last 15 minutes. Uh, and we've only been recording for like 10. Sure. And I'm underdone. <laughs> I'm a doughy blob. Speaking of which, the Isle of Man. Oh. Essence of Man. Uh, yes. Isle of Man. Uh, they have gay marriage too now. All right. Congratulations, okay. Manx people. Now, this is another situation that I'm uncertain about. Uh, it is adjacent to the uk but mm-hmm. it is not of the uk or is it oh it's, dear this is another cgp gray video isn't it it is it okay. is and so let's not try to unpack it i believe it's politically affiliated with the countries around it but in a very complicated way that we will never fully understand not being uh the queen of england is the only one who actually knows how it works well so britain has mm-hmm. had marriage equality for a while now correct but the isle of man which is like right there mm-hmm has not, is what you're saying. They that just got correct. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ireland has it. Northern Ireland doesn't. Right. Right. So it's complicated, that whole region. But anyway, so Isle of Man has it now. Uh, there's a vote, six to three, to legalize right. gay marriage. Um, and this is a pretty... And is that everybody who lives there? That's everyone who lives there, including okay. the sheep. Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> what a cheap shot. I'm sorry. It's not the island of you. It's the island of man. Yeah. So the uh, mm. there was a, a vote by the uh, council that governs the island. The Wool um, Council? The Wool Council. Very wool. Uh, one of the top executive uh, people of the island. I, I'm not, I don't want to use terms like president because he's definitely not the president of the island. But the, the person who's in charge of things, uh, he is openly gay. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's quite a turnaround for the Isle of Man, where until 1992, uh, if you were caught having gay sex, you could go to prison for the rest of your life. Hmm. Yeah. Well, where you continue to have gay sex, right? Isn't that the, yeah, the trope? Sure. That you go to prison and then you throw the soap around, you get some of that uh, liquid soap and you just spray it all over the floor and 
roll around raw and wriggly. You've invented a slip and slide scenario oh, again. Again, we got to slip down the slope to gay marriage. That's how it happened. They put so many gays in prison together, and they all just sprayed liquid soap on each other and washed that man right into their hair. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, that special shampoo mm-hmm. that you use, the special Island of Man shampoo. Mm. Man poo. <laughs> Yes. They may need to work on the branding on that. I don't know if that's going to be the, the island's chief export. Oh, man poo is uh, in abundance. Uh, moving on to the Faroe Islands. The Faroe Fawcett. I had Charlie's no idea where this angel. was. Yeah. I, and I guessed, and I was 100% incorrect. Okay. I thought it was on Mars. No, uh, I thought it was in the wrong part of the, the world. Where would you guess the Faroe Islands are? Pacific? That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, maybe I was thinking of the Farallons? I'm not sure. Mm. No, that's off, that's San Francisco. I don't know. Isn't there something in the Pacific that sounds like Pharaoh? I don't know. There's There are... Uh, it's not just a river in Egypt. <laughs> the Pharaoh, here he comes, walk like an Egyptian. So the Faroe Islands are volcanic islands off the coast of Denmark. Okay. Are these the ones that Margaret Thatcher had a bit of a dust-up with? Didn't oh, she invade some islands? It's the Falklands. Oh, sorry. Back back to South America. Yeah, another F name. Yeah. So, they have gay marriage now. Okay. There's a vote, uh, 19 to 14. Okay. That's everyone, including the uh, Ludifisks. Yeah. Uh, they uh, voted for, for gay marriage. So, hooray! Okay. It is a beautiful part of the world, by the way. I started looking it up. It oh, looked, off the coast of Denmark? I'm yeah. sure it's gorgeous. It looks like... Uh, it's like Game of Thrones slash Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all these islands that have clearly been, like, chopped up by the forces of nature. So you get these incredibly lush, green, verdant, rolling hills. They're just fractured in these sheer cliff faces of rock. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. Hmm. They also, unfortunately, uh, are home to a pilot whale slaughter. Oh. So uh, a lot of the pictures of the island are gorgeous. And the seawater is literally red with blood. Well, wait, like today? No, 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 oh. not like recently. It's like an annual thing. Oh, they still do it? Yeah. Why do they do it? Tradition. It's uh, not great, but well, then again, tradition. Oh, fuck tradition. You know my position on doing things just because it's something that's been done. That's yeah. a great reason to do things. Yeah, I'm sure the, the whales appreciate being made part of that. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, it's a beautiful tradition. Let's make sure we, uh, we make ourselves available. Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay, so that maybe isn't great, but they're going to let, uh, the, the, the people with the two hoo-hoos or the two ha-has put a ring on it. Yep, but not in church. Oh, okay. Uh, you're, I don't know exactly how this works, but apparently, uh, marriage equality is not permitted in churches. I don't know what the penalty is. I think it's just that it wouldn't be recognized. I'm not really sure. Well, yeah, I mean... Is it that it is the churches are not required to like provide any kind of service, or is it that you are forbidden from marrying in a church? The coverage that I found in English, because a lot of the coverage was not in English, sure, uh, is that it is not allowed in churches. I don't know what that could possibly mean. Okay, I mean I don't I, know. Like, either. what do you do? I mean, because if your religion um, allows for same-sex marriage mm-hmm. um it seems odd to me that the state would forbid a ceremony taking place there but i could see 
you know, particularly in a place with a small legislature or, you know, I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to assume their legislature is small, that a few people with strong opinions could uh, have a lot of sway. Yeah. So you could have somebody um, or, or a faction of people who want to make sure that, you know, religion is kept out of it completely just throw something in like oh and by the way this can never happen in a church because we don't want you know because i don't like this and if i'm gonna let it happen Mm -hmm. uh then it can't happen in churches because that makes me feel weird yeah yeah we wouldn't want something uncomfortable to happen in a church right and that is a hundred percent uh ignorant speculation because i know nothing about this situation yeah um, well, let us continue our ignorant speculation as yeah. we turn to <laughs> the Bahamas. When I was in third grade, my teacher came back from a spring break. She had vacationed in the Bahamas. And uh, all she did for the rest of the year, which wasn't that long, um, was she played UB40 music, uh, Red Red Wine in particular, and told us about Bahama Mama cocktails and just let us sort of draw and free associate. Oh, boy. Which is sort of what this podcast is, if I was sketching while we're doing it. Yeah. Uh, did she... I wrote, like... uh, I wrote a, a play, which was then performed, um, about the pilgrims coming to America that was performed with cardboard puppets under a black light, and I had a Casio keyboard. I was also going to play the soundtrack, um, but I didn't know how to play piano, so I would just say things into the little sampling thing in the Casio keyboard and then play it like up and down scales. And then there was that little, like, backbeat thing you could turn on. And so I would switch between different uh, little backbeat things. And it would be like... Um, And you're still performing that play to this day. Absolutely. One of the puppets was Garfield. Uh Didn't try to disguise that at all. I just drew Garfield. Um, And they fight a demon at the end. And they go to another dimension. Were you going to Wayside School? (laughs) No, we had uh, red red wine. It was great. Was this? This sounds like what was going on in your teacher's life? Because this sounds like a Stella got a groove back situation. I I think she went to the Bahamas because she needed some dick, and I think she got it. Um, <laughs> because yeah, there was a before and after, and boy, was it fun the second, uh, not second, like the last couple weeks of the year. Wow, good for her. Yeah, uh, maybe we should go to the Bahamas. We come back all relaxed. It's uh, entirely possible. I mean, I don't think it would change our day to day because I'm still doing that sort of thing. I also wrote a Charlie Brown story, speaking of plagiarism in third grade, um, where Charlie Brown and the gang go into a haunted house and are killed one by one. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, various features of the house uh, murder each of the Charlie Brown characters, and it was illustrated. Oh, that is grimmer than many Charlie Brown specials. Well, you know... Was it musical? Uh, uh, <laughs> no dogs allowed. No, really. No dogs allowed. Under penalty of death. Yes. Um, Well, you know, so many Charlie Brown stories have a melancholic undertone. Sure, sure. Seldom does is it melancholic, uh, to, like funereal. Well, it was. Uh, this was sort of the the dark souls of Charlie Brown. Okay. All right. That sounds like yeah. fun for the kids. <laughs> Have you ever been to the Bahamas? I haven't. I have never been to a tropical island, and I've never been to me. I don't know if we would like it. I might, but I would hate it. It's too hot. Oh, I hate the heat so much. I hate beaches. I hate swimsuits. There was there was some period where you said 
Oh, it was because we <laughs> because we were watching Downton Abbey, uh-huh. and every single fucking commercial for Downton Abbey. Uh, I mean, in the in the in the thing before PBS plays the episode mm-hmm. was for like some cruise line, oh, and yeah. at some point you said to me, "Would you want to go to on a cruise?" And I was like, "I don't know. Where would we go?" And like simultaneously, I think one of us said someplace hot, and the other said someplace cold. I'm sure I said Alaska. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. We're close to Alaska now. I guess we're I know we can just walk. Sure. I can see it from our house. <laughs> we can see Alaska from our house. I know it's just a hop, skip, and a jump to Moscow. <laughs> yeah, we could go all the way. You can transform into the Moscow Mule. Oh, my dream at last. <laughs> okay, it's not going to turn into an erotic mule podcast. Why not? Uh, because that's stuff you in a copper cup. Wait a minute, we were talking about the Bahamas. Oh, we were. Uh, what about them? Um, so they may, not only may they get gay marriage soon, uh-huh. they might have actually had it for the last 20 years and no one noticed. Uh, tell me more. So, Bahamas is voting right now on, or they're going to be voting on a non-discrimination thing, a gender non-discrimination thing. Mm-hmm. And there's some opposition to it because there's fear that it would pave the way to gay marriage. Okay. If we have to treat people equally on the basis of their gender. Heaven Uh, forbid. Yes, yes. What could be worse uh, than treating them equally on the basis of the gender that they want to marry, uh, the gender that they've fallen in love with? So, anyway, uh, there's opposition to that. And mm-hmm. the civil rights lawyer is saying, uh, one of the people who's backing it, uh, the, the non-discrimination thing, is saying, look, not only would this not change anything... Is this Dorothy's Mornack? Yeah, because the way you just led into that was very Dorothy. Yes. Uh, he is tall, and he wears a caftan, and uh-huh. strange boots. And a medical cape. And a medical cape. Oh, my God. Medical capes are a real thing. We like, thought- heaven is real... Also, medical capes are real. We thought it was a joke on Kimmy Schmidt. I never thought that. I thought it, it was probably real. You always... I was a skeptic. I was a medical cape skeptic. I know. It's like vaccines and climate change. It's not what I thought it was, but it is a thing. It's... So, I thought it was like some cape that you put over your shoulders, like the Phantom of the Opera. But, no, apparently it's like a bib, I guess. Hmm. There are different kinds of capes, like some that you use in like a dental office and some that you use for a mammogram so Hmm. yeah wait mammogram capes they're different terms are used but okay uh yeah sometimes it's a shawl sometimes it's a robe uh and for modesty i guess people want women will uh be given these these cape-like things that they kind of wrap around themselves huh okay Mm mm-hmm can you get them in, like, leopard print, or do they come in styles? They seem to be very plain. Mm. There's, like... I see a market opportunity here for medical, designer medical capes. Like, teal, like that same hideous teal that's in every dentist's office. Right, but nobody there was, wants that. There was also, like, a bright grimace purple one. Mm, no. So I'm thinking, like, for the Duck Dynasty crowd, you want to have camo. For uh, the Doctari crowd, you want to have zebra stripes. For, uh... What are Doctari? For the Mario Brothers, you want to have a bunch of Tetris blocks. Oh, sure. Like, for kids. Medical capes for kids. No, for grown lovers of fabulous dining. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, so it's like a dining cape? So, you go in... You're a man, and you go in for a mammogram. Am I ever? You rest your chest on the little shelf i don't know how this thing works is that is that the slogan of the, of the office of the obgyn rest your chest yeah rest your chest give your chest a rest uh so you go in you give your chest a rest the robot hands come out that honk your boobs to tell if they're okay or not mm. simultaneously a third robot hand reaches up between the other two mm-hmm. and feeds you a lobster oh. and for that you are going to need your uh 
medical cape with a picture of a lobster on it. I can't believe you brought up lobster before I did, because it's actually on my show flow for this episode. Oh, I'm flowing right now. Tell me more. So, here's the thing about the Bahamas. Uh Uh-huh. There's lobsters involved in gay marriage there. Are they on the legislature? Yes. (laughs) It's sheep on the Isle of Man. It's lutefisk in Denmark, and Mm -hmm. it's lobster in the Bahamas. I mean, I think there's a few... uh lobsters on the main state senate so why not <laughs> yes uh so here's the situation the rest are all uh little balsa wood fishermen yeah they uh are elected officials mm-hmm. uh so the civil rights attorney who is one of the people pushing this non-discrimination thing says uh not only would this non-discrimination law not have any impact on whether the constitution requires due process and equal protection for lgbt couples mm-hmm. he's saying if a couple wanted to bring a lawsuit uh, to to try to get married, uh-huh. uh, there is existing precedent that is established that uh, it, that it is required that equal mar- that equal uh, marriage equality is required in the Bahamas and has been on the books since 1996 in a law and in a case that he argued entitled Harbor Lobster and Fish Company and Jeffrey Butler versus Attorney General. Oh, I couldn't love this more. Tell me, tell me all about it. It is really unclear. Oh, so I tried to find out what lobster, what what Harbor Lobster and Fish Company and Jeffrey Butler versus Attorney General was, or even who Jeffrey Butler is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's like well, he's obviously the lobster's butler and his butt lover. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think it was completely unrelated to any kind of homosexuality. Uh, best I could find is that it was one of those very procedural cases that essentially says uh, the law says that you have to follow the law. And sometimes it's necessary to have rulings that seem like blindingly painfully obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this is one of those cases that essentially says in the areas of uh, non-discrimination. Uh, non-discrimination requires that people not be discriminated against, and therefore, if gay couples are being discriminated against, this is the, this is what a, a new lawsuit would have to establish. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you can't discriminate against them. It's okay. so, so it was, convoluted and twisty. It was we, not about a butler marrying a lobster. That we know of. Okay. I'm not going to say, I didn't find any evidence that it wasn't about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but was he the butter butler? Because you want to have butter on your lobster. He was the better butter butler. Oh. Parquet. And now he's bitter after this case. Oh, Basil Bitter Butler. <laughs> that is a reference to Obscure. I'm sorry, that's a that's reference a to Uncle, Uncle Croc's Block. block. Yes. 19, late 70s children's show that only ran for a couple of months. Charles Nelson Riley dressed up like an alligator and introduced terrible cartoons. Yeah, so I don't know how the laws of our own country work, but I do know about obscure children's television shows of the 1970s. Didn't he have a Tony? I was listening to some podcast recently that was saying Charles Nelson Riley had a Tony. Really? I wonder if Siri can answer that. Uh, are there any limits to her powers? Does Charles Nelson Riley have a Tony? Let me check that. Here's what I found on the web for does Charles Nelson Riley have a Tony? I bet he's had a few Tonys, if you know what I mean. Yes. Yes, he did. For what? Um, oh, Calcutta. Uh, yeah, he had Tony Shalhoub. Uh, let me <laughs> see here. Tony Danza? Do you think he had Tony Danza? Probably. Do you think Tony Danza and Charles Nelson Riley have ever slept together? That's the question I'm asking. Hey, yo, what we... Nelsie. Who's in charge now? <laughs> I don't know why Nelsie would be his pet name. Nelsie's his pet name. His middle name becomes his pet name. Um, so to uncover this strange mystery, uh, we're going to have to dig deep into his biography here. And uh, I don't, I'm not immediately seeing... Oh, he had his Broadway de- debut in Bye Bye Birdie uh, with Dick Van Dyke. 
And then he appeared in How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. He was in Hello, Dolly! The Ghost Mrs. Muir, Dean Martin Presents. And he was on a sitcom called Arnie. He was a game show regular on Match Game, which is how uh, we were introduced. Oh, no, we weren't introduced him to that. Um, it was the we, X-Files. It was. We saw so much because of the crowd that we ran with in L.A. We saw a lot of Charles Nelson Riley on uh, game shows. But no, we know him from Jose Chung's From Outer Space. That's correct. One of the best episodes of the X-Files. The best episode being Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Cannonball Run, and he's the voice of Killer in All Dogs Go to Heaven. He would be. He was apparently also on the Drew Carey show, SpongeBob, Hercules. My goodness. What episode of Hercules was he on? Did he, he win on? a Tony for being on Hercules? That sounds... that That's exactly what I would have wanted it to be. This I've flipped through this entire biography. He enjoyed a little sorbo sorbet. No reference to what Tony he might have won. An amuse-bouche. I mean, I have to assume it was either Bye Bye Birdie or How to Succeed in Business, because those were the two big ones. I don't, oh, Ghost of Mrs. Muir is a serious play. Anyway, whatever. Uh, was he the ghost? He was Mrs. Muir. <laughs> uh, so that's all the news from the Bahamas. Wait. Pretty much everywhere it's going to be hot. Wait, could you recap the news from the Bahamas? Because I have lost uh, track of everything. Yeah, so uh, they're going to be voting on a non-discrimination ordinance. Okay. Some people say that it's going to pave the way to gay marriage. Uh-huh. Other people say, no, it won't, and the way has already been paved 20 years ago. So, if gays want to get married, all they got to do is bring this lawsuit, and their chances look pretty, pretty good. Okay. Well, uh, bully for the Bahamas. Yeah. Hooray, Bahamas! I will break out the red, red wine... Uh, a drawing of Garfield, and I will celebrate by um, just having a little tropical dance party every day instead of studying. Yeah, and the, the traditional manner of celebrating anything in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Listening to white people appropriate reggae. Now, I have some difficult news to deliver. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to let you go. I'm firing oh, you from the podcast. Thank no. God. Uh, yeah, so uh, the National Organization for Marriage needs money. Uh, all right, I have a few dollars. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, uh, tell me more. So they're kind of running out of cash. They uh-huh. haven't disclosed exactly what their financial situation is. We're going to find out, uh, I think in, oh, I forget when tax new tax stuff comes out. Uh, but so we basically were a couple years behind on NOM's tax situation. Okay. But they've been sending out pleas for money lately at an increasing rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the second one in the last few months, mm-hmm. uh, saying, oh, things are, times are tight. Mm-hmm. Now, nonprofits say this all the time. Sure. Um, but they've been saying it an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to, I, th- I think we can assume that donors are harder to come by these days. Are they sending out constant 30% off coupons like Bed Bath & Beyond? Even better. Uh-huh. They're sending 100,000 faxes to Congress. Why? Uh, to support the First Amendment Defense Act, which is basically one of those yeah. cloaked religious discrimination things uh-huh. that, you know, make the LGBT's lives difficult by claiming religious freedom. Yeah. So that was introduced by uh, some lawmakers a while back. Hasn't really gotten any traction. Never will. It's going to be super unpopular. It's just going to be one of those bills that lawmakers can go back to their base and say, oh, I tried. Mm-hmm. But National Like Bur- Bill Mooney. Who's Mooney? Mooney? Moomy. Does your Moomy have a recipe? <laughs> that is a reference to a McDonald's Halloween ad of the 1980s. Yeah. I'm sure everyone recognized that. No, wait, uh, who's Bill Moomy? He's the Moomiest. Okay. Well, that tells me nothing. Uh, is he from the moon? Yes. Okay. Good. Well, how did he get to Earth? <laughs> With his friend, the doctor, and the robot. 
This is getting interesting. Oh, he's on Lost in Space. Maybe, maybe not. How did I know that he was from the moon? Because he's a moon. He's got moon right in his title. He's a moon from the moon, like yeah. a moomin. So I guess, I guess it's in his, it's in his name. If mm-hmm. you have a speech impediment, sure. It's in his kiss. Ooh, okay. Uh, Ooh, so he's old enough to kiss now. I suppose he would be. He yeah. might be a skull. I could kiss his skull. I don't know if he's still alive. Yeah, he could be a skull. He this. could also be a real bag of flesh. Lost in space. Fantastic theme song. Uh, Where are we going? <laughs> oh no, there's rocket ships flying around. Daddy won't stop and ask for directions. No, mommy says, please stop, ask for directions. We've got a doctor in the back and he's got eyebrows. He's gonna teach me what it is to be a man. All right. Danger, danger. What? Uh, that was terrible. Uh, it's, the theme song it does not have lyrics. It's strictly orchestral. Written by Little oh. Johnny Williams. Oh. Yes. Wow. You're getting closer. Okay. Uh, yep, that is it. Uh-huh. Uh, so that brings me back to the National Organization for Marriage. Sure, it does. Uh, so they've been uh, trying to justify their own existence. Uh-huh. And to all the Moomies? To all the Moomies. And they say, we're going to support the First Amendment Defense Act. Every uh, child deserves a Moomie and a duty. Yes. And they're going to send 100,000 faxes to Congress in support of this bill. What right. the ever-living fuck is so that supposed to do? So just a whole bunch of interns and staffers are just going to have to recycle a bunch of paper? A hundred thousand faxes? Are you right. fucking kidding me? So, like, Nam says that they need money to do this. And I'm like, yeah. for what long distance bills? money to send faxes? So well, because- I have to assume that they're printing them out themselves and mailing them? No, 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 because faxes use landlines, and landlines, I may still, I mean, it's been so long since I've used one, may still have the concept of long distance, because it used to be if you were dialing into a BBS or a fax machine, and it was out of state, or even just a, an area code or away, uh, or less, a county away, you may be hit with a long distance charge. Oh, I know, I was on the phone late at night as a teenager, curling my hair and talking about boys. Um, so I knew... What boys? Oh, oh, let me tell you about some of these boys, big bushes amazing anyway that's um, all you remember <laughs> i just remember giant mounds of pubic hair moving through the streets you're describing cousin it sure with googly eyes or that thing from uh, looney tunes with the sneakers oh yeah yeah that looks like kimmy schmidt uh-huh um it's i, I wonder anyway, how you'll remember me like, so will you describe me as a big mound of pubic hair no you're a I'm peanut bald. no you're mr peanut yeah um so go. uh so, yeah, I mean, maybe it's uh, that they need to pay for staffers to do it and pay for the long-distance charges? Maybe, except their headquarters are in Washington, D.C. <laughs> well, so, maybe, maybe it's, it's, it's... Here's what it is. It's the staff. It's their, themselves. They're just paying themselves. Of course. But I'm, I'm trying, trying to think so of, like, ourselves. how do you even justify it? Like, are they maybe faxing um, the local offices of the Congress people? So, like, oh, we're going to uh, fax something to Nebraska. Maybe. That might be it. To Connor Oberst. Ooh. Oh, that's one of your boys? He is, uh, well, isn't he the president of Nebraska? Sure, yeah. He's uh, he's not the president of the Bahamas. Not anymore. Not after what he did. did. (laughs) To those lobsters. Not welcome back. Yeah, so who knows? Uh, Nam says that uh, they need money uh, because they've been so successful. (laughs) I mean, it takes a lot of nerve. 
Ashen one, off the shit. <laughs> That's uh, let's send the, let's send a fax that says that. <clears throat> Uh, speaking of uh, a bunch of shit, uh, last thing I've got this week about uh, gay marriage. You remember Judge Roy Moore? Oh yes, our old friend. Uh, he ran the best little whorehouse in Texas, in Alabama, but close sure. enough. Alabama's basically Texas. Mm-hmm. They're both he's, in the South. He's very judgy. We were we were looked askance, we looked at askance for calling Texas part of the South. Oh, someone was we very quick to correct They're us. Like, yeah, oh, Texas isn't in the South. It's just Texas. Uh huh. All right, yeah. well, looks pretty south to me. South sure. of everything else. Well, in the same way San Francisco calls itself Northern California. Uh-huh, it's like, oh, yes. honey, you're the Central Valley. Yeah. I mean, you're beautiful, but yeah. let's be honest about where you're located. Anyway, the point is, uh, Roy Moore has had an ethics complaint filed against him, as you might imagine, uh, telling clerks to disregard the Supreme Court ruling and not issue licenses to gay couples, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that this is part of a campaign that's being waged against him by atheists, homosexuals, and transgender individuals. Sure, the super friends. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. The okay. most powerful forces in American politics. Right. Atheists, homosexuals, and transgender individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, well, none of those are uh, fans of his. I no, imagine. I wouldn't think. So, I mean, you know. I don't think he's wrong. <laughs> I don't think like his. Well, I mean, those... if you're saying of those who believe he's behaving un- unethically, uh, you will find atheists, homosexuals, and transgender individuals. Yes, yeah, you know, American citizens. <laughs> well, n- all of those disqualify you from it. That's not real America. Don't oh, be silly. Okay. That's oh, no, New York values. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's right. New York, where atheists, homosexuals, and transgender individuals come from. That's where they spawn. Yes, that's their spawn point. Yeah, and then they spread out and infect uh, the good people of Alabama, who uh, things are going great for them. Yeah. Yeah, so basically it's this complaint that uh, he acted inappropriately in um, telling judges, or clerks, to defy the Supreme Court ruling. So that's being, it was instigated by the Southern Poverty Law Center, Uh and uh, under investigation, uh, he's being represented with some help from um, conservative groups, uh, among them Matt Staver, who pops up in the news whenever one of these things is happening. Okay. Uh, he's, he's a group? What is he? Uh, he represents, oh, what is it? It's not, uh, is it Alliance Defending Freedom? I think it's Alliance Defending Freedom, which is a <laughs> stupid name for a group. Uh-huh. It used to be the Alliance Defense Fund. Okay. I don't know why they changed it to Alliance Defending Freedom. I don't know. Maybe people thought they were defending the Rebel Alliance. That's probably it. Uh, and so Staver says uh, that the SPLC's complaint against Roy Moore, quote, uh, will, will, quote, pose a threat to the doctrine of judicial independence. Uh-huh. Judges must be free to exercise their considered judgment without the threat of being attacked by organizations and individuals who wish to misuse the ethical process to further a radical political agenda. Uh, okay. I mean, the way the judicial process works is we have a hierarchy of courts and we have a sort of a hierarchy of settled law going up through that court system. So, yeah, judges do need to be able to rule independently within the framework of the laws they are sworn to uphold. Yes, what you are describing is essentially this uh, practice known as judicial restraint. Uh Uh-huh. And you'll never guess who is a big fan of judicial restraint. Matt Staver, when it works for him. Oh, okay. I I was going to say Grimace. Sure. Oh, what is Grimace into? Judicial restraint. He loves judicial restraint. He likes to, he puts on a powdered wig and you tie him up in a black robe Mm -hmm. uh, and you beat him with a gavel. Oh, you also, you blindfold him. You put a scale in one hand, a sword in the other. Yeah. Yeah, You you tie him to a milkshake. You bear one of his breasts. One of his breasts. um, And then you attach a lobster to it. It just sort of pinches (laughs) on. And then you bang him in the genitals as hard as you can with the gavel. The thing is, where are his genitals? 
Can you find them? You know that you found that's them the game. when French fries come out. <laughs> and that's where Fry Guys come from. Oh, the mysteries of life have been revealed. Yes, Grimace and his judicial restraints. So, uh, Matt Staver in Iowa, when the Supreme Court there uh, ruled in favor of marriage equality, said, The justices have crossed the line when they played the role of legislator and abandoned judicial restraint. Ah. And then organized uh, votes against those justices to get them thrown out of office because they didn't rule the way that he likes. Well, yeah. I mean, none of this is about any kind of principle. No. It, it's, it's just... They don't care about the judicial system. They just care about gay marriage and getting themselves paid. Right. It's tactics. No. Um, and uh, I don't know. Uh, good for you for coming up with some bullshit. I mean, you know, <laughs> congratulations. Good for you for coming up with some bullshit. I mean, that's what so much of this comes down to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of getting whacked in the genitals, though, I'm uh-huh. going to be in Chicago at IML in a few weeks. Oh, are you going to be in judicial restraints? I might be. I might be. Uh, I don't uh, know what I'm going to be. Hey, Matthew. Oh, I need a. Oh, I need a real uh, judgy top because <laughs> I need yeah. to be put in. Oh, hey, 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 Matthew. If you didn't notice, it's me, Aroused Kathleen Turner. <laughs> No, it's aroused grimace. Okay. This is what I sound like. What does well, Kathleen Turner sound oh, like? Hey, boys. I got, I got your number. Okay, now it's Jimmy Durante. I'm gonna do it real good to ya. Hiya. Oh, it's what? sick Jimmy Durante. Watch out. All right, what does Jimmy Durante sound like? <laughs> Ah, my Yankee Doodle Dandy. Now it's Judy. I do it in the butt. Great. So anyway, we're going to be in Chicago Uh, at the end of May for uh, IML. That's International uh, Mr. Leather. Uh, I'm going to be covering it. I'm going to be covering it, and I'm going to be covering myself. Uh, I'm I'm taking photographs for The Advocate, and I'm going to be writing about the uh, event for uh, for The Stranger. Uh, (laughs) Yeah? Why does anyone listen to this? What do you mean? Oh, this program. Listeners, anyway. please let us know why you listen. We would we would be delighted to accommodate your desires. <laughs> let us know what you'd like more of or Wait, less of. Sure, we'll we'll tie you up and make you listen to this. I literally I have been told by like I've been stopped by people who listen to this podcast and they're like I really enjoyed that episode and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> You were, oh, speaking of stopped, I'm sorry, I, I know you're doing your IML pitch, but, um, or plug, or, uh, it, you're going to be doing a pitch and a plug, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I'm going to plug my pitch. Probably. Ooh, it'll just be a big bush. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Anyway. We were just in George Bush International, Intercontinental Airport. Yes, that's how I got there. Yes, Bush. And so we were walking through, and you were recognized. Uh, it was a complicated interaction. We were in the airport, and an airport employee, perhaps a baggage handler or security person, it's unclear, but he was wearing a vest. I guess it could just be a person in a vest. Sure. Was walking near us, uh, and then was slightly ahead of us, looked around, turned towards me, and asked if I did those marriage equality videos. Yes. And so I was like, yeah, yeah. And so he was very nice. I gave him a Sewers of Paris button. Uh, if you ever see me out in the world, uh, ask me for a Sewers of Paris button. I'll happily give you one. And uh, then he was he spun around and returned in the direction that he'd come from. It was a... It was a ghost. Yeah. It was a... 
fascinating exchange. And how did that interaction make you feel? It was lovely. I'm so delighted when someone, I mean, so I don't know, like some people may be like, oh, how tiresome I've been recognized. But no, I fucking love it. (laughs) I love when people say, oh, I listened to something you did or watched something you did or saw something you did and I know who you are. Uh, I never get tired of it. Uh, But your IMLs. Oh, yeah, about that. So we're going to be in Chicago at the end of May, and uh, I'm going to be writing about it and taking photos, and uh, I'm looking for folks who are doing strange and interesting and unusual things there. You know, a a billion articles have been written about, um, oh, the fascinating leather hierarchy of the community and uh, the hardworking boot blacks and, um, oh, the the differences between the generations. And so a lot of those articles have been written already and observed, and they're very nice. Uh, So I'm looking for people who are doing stuff that will make you say, oh, well, that's new. Things that make you go, hmm. Yes, I want to go, hmm, possibly because I am gagged. <laughs> Things that make you go, hmm, because you can't say anything else? Exactly, yes. Oh, Ronald. Ronald, save me, Ronald. No, don't really save me. Save me, Ronald. Save me. Oh. Was a little bit of Dustin Hoffman and Hook. A little oh, bit yeah. back to Kathleen Turner. Hello. I'm Kathleen Turner. Oh. Oh, indeed, Ashen One. Link the fire of my loins. But the point is, thank you for listening. Uh, and please do get in touch and, and let us know your thoughts and questions about the show on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Matt Baum. You can leave a review of the show on iTunes. Not only do those reviews make a huge difference, they really brighten up our day. So thank you for those. Don't forget to hop over to Amazon to get Defining Marriage in print or via download. If you do pick up a copy, please do leave an Amazon review with your opinion. Uh, you can also get the audiobook on Audible. Um, check out my other podcast, The Sewers of Paris, for revealing personal stories about the entertainment that changed the lives of gay men. Last week I had on Robbie Turner from Drag. Race. It was an amazing conversation. I'm so happy that she uh, spoke with me about her mother and drag influences and uh, wild stories about uh, her childhood. So definitely go listen to Sewers of Paris. Uh, and until next time, friends, by the power vested in me by the internet, I now pronounce this podcast over. Welcome to Uncle Brock's Block, the greatest show there is. My name's not Brock, nutty people. Man, we got them. Wait till you meet old Bottle Bottom. Kurt, it's Basil Bitterbottom. You can't anchor us, crocodile. I'll clock it to you. I'll baffle your beanie with Captain Marvels and Junie Lachini, the 695 man, too. And Bogey Bear, that old Crockeroo. When the nuts from mush drop by, everything's bow-wowie. Miss Invis disappears, and Billy Bratson yells Shazowie. Brady Cat is scared to death. He's lived eight lives and only has one left. But Wacky and Packy don't mind. Keeps crazy time. Listen to your uncle Brock. I'm the only alligator who can talk. So all you Brockaroonies, oh, welcome to Uncle Brock. Brock. <laughs>